CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we have quite the episode of The Bachelor to break down this week as, as our guy Clayton continues to make questionable decisions and the women continue to take it out on him on the internet, which is always fun. So we have all of that to break down. And I have someone who recaps Bachelor Nation pretty heavily on, on social media. I'm pretty confident you've seen her on your TikTok for you page if you you are scrolling. You know her as Morgan P. Talks on the internet. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You also have a podcast, right, called Morgan's Pop Talks? Yes, that is correct. And you cover all kinds of pop culture and reality TV. But can you tell me a little bit about like your Bachelor Nation connection or what you like about the show, how you're feeling about Clayton, just all that stuff before we dive into the episode? Yeah, of course. Well, I love reality TV. It's really hard for me to get into any other genre of television. And I don't know if that says like, you know, something about me, but I (laughs) I just love reality TV. And of course, The Bachelor has been such a mainstay in pop culture for the past 25 years. Um, So obviously with with social media, it just has completely changed the way that we, you know, see reality TV because, you know, we do watch things back that were filmed six months ago. But then, like you said, we we see a whole nother reality on our For You pages, on our, you know, Instagram feeds. So it's just it's a different time that we're living in as Bachelor Nation, as things unfold on the show and then in real time. Um like I said before, I watch all reality TV. So if you're into Bravo, Housewives, Kardashians, anything, that's what I'm about. But Bachelor has a special place in my heart for sure. I feel the same way. And you were on an episode of Peter season, right? I was, it was truly the most random thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Okay. So my, my day job, I actually work on a morning radio show in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I live. And, uh, you know, we are the pop culture station. My job on the show is to keep everybody up to date in the pop culture universe. So, um, they were, I knew they were coming to Cleveland for the group dates, uh, because we would get press releases about it. And I kept applying to be like in the audience and I kept getting denied because I was media right? and they didn't want media there. So I was just ran- 
ranting about it on the morning show on like a Thursday morning, I remember. And I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, I can't go because of my stupid job. You know, like I quit, you know, saying that on the air. And then a couple hours later, I get a phone call from a Los Angeles number. And I'm like, I don't know who, I don't have any friends in Los Angeles, you know? And I'm like, something calling. Yeah. And I'm like, normally I don't answer phone calls that I don't know, but I'm like, if somebody's calling me from LA, I'm going to want to pick up the phone. It happened to be a producer of the show who had gotten my number, I think just from, uh, you know, some local contacts here in Cleveland as they were setting up the group dates. Um, you know, they said they did a little research into me. They needed somebody to do like play by play for the uh, football dates, which they keep doing a lot of. We just saw they did it, uh, you know, on Clayton season, I think last week. And so essentially what you saw Jesse Palmer do uh, last week on Clayton's episode, that's what I did for Pilot Peter and his group of ladies. Did you get like prepped a lot before you were announcing this game or did they just throw you in there? (laughs) Yeah, they definitely did. I mean, it was like, you know, Thursday at eight 30 at night, they called me and they're like, what are you doing tomorrow from 11 until 9 PM? And I was like, nothing. You know, (laughs) I know. Luckily you work in morning, morning radio. So you're afraid. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I went straight after work. I was there all day long. Um, they did feed me, you know, I met some producers and I got to meet Peter. He was very nice. Um, it was definitely one of those hurry up and wait type of situations. Like I was there at 11. I didn't start until about seven 30 and then we got done at about 10. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, but it was a lot of fun, you know, overall a very positive experience. Yeah. Do you, the last question about this, I, I, it's kind of a hard one, I guess, but in general, from what you experienced that day, did it feel like what you saw on TV when it aired or did it feel like two totally different? <laughs> yeah, I will say that, um, I can see how producers, you know, manipulate and change some things. I mean, here's just an example. When I was there, um, you know, the winner always goes to the after party, right. Mm-hmm. And, they tied the game. So they were like, well, what are we going to do? Is everybody going to go? And on the show, they just ended it there at the end of the game. When in real life, they actually played for another like 30 minutes to try to find a true winner, but they just ended up tying for like every time someone would score a touchdown, the other team would go. So they like cut that off completely. Um, I will say they gave me a rundown of the girls, you know, who was, who had uh, drama with who, which I thought was very interesting. They told me a lot about uh, each girl's like personality traits. So like when I was commentating on them, they'd be like, okay, this one cries a lot. And this one has drama with this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, just an interesting, interesting experience. And I can see how they use, you know, the girls as characters, I guess, if you will. Yeah. That makes sense. A little unreal, a little bit with the, like, they have story. It's like, they let things happen, but then they do find story, which we're seeing with Shanae. And clearly it's something they're not going to let up. And the girls are picking up on that because they're all joking about it. Like, there's no way to cut around this. Like we always find out things happen during the seasons. You know, I just finished Rachel Lindsay's book and she talks about like her drama with Vanessa and how it just didn't air because they wanted Rachel to be the lead and they wanted Vanessa was the winner and it wouldn't look good for either of them from the producer's point of view. But like something like the Shanae thing, unless there's, 
it, it feels like to me, there's nothing else happening because everyone's talking about it. And like, they could never have edited around this because right. it's the whole season. We won't know that until one of these, one of these ladies or whoever writes a book one day, and I have to read it for this job. But um, <laughs> it just, this, this scenario, I feel like has been so heavy with this chick and the promos look so good for the rest of the season that I'm just so annoyed yeah. that we haven't gotten there. Cause I feel like I kind of maybe said this with queen Victoria last year too, that I was just like, over it like it, it the, the villain thing yeah. sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and these this chick is just driving me absolutely nuts so to dive into it Clayton season we picked up last week kind of with what we where we ended we're still in Houston but they didn't end they didn't show us the rest of the group date we didn't see the group date rose be handed out this editing was wonky no no, it definitely was. And I, I believe it was Teddy, right? right. That ended up getting, and we never saw her get the rose. And it's like, well, this is kind of strange. And, and I even was talking with somebody else today about it. Teddy, in my opinion, in the first couple of episodes was like such a, a dominant like energy. And I really thought she was going to go far. And then she kind of dropped off and I'm like, well, what happened to Teddy? And then I see her this week and she gets the group date rose, but we didn't see her get the rose. So just interesting choices, you know, for the producers to make, to not show that. Yeah. I feel like they, for them, Teddy, it's just, she's not going to end up being a main factor is what that tells me Mm -hmm. that she's not final four, because if she was, it would be important to see her and they, they, they sprinkle her in, but they use her not a lot, like you said, um, which I think is interesting. I think it's it, what drives me crazy is I know they have to edit this show and they have to move the story story a certain way. And they're going to, you know, do these cliffhangers, if you want to call them that, you know, people are on the edge of their seat. Um, but what I don't like is when they take out fundamental things like the group date rows. Like there are yeah. no quote unquote, no rules, but there are guidelines for this television yeah. program. <laughs> and as a viewer, I, if I'm not going to get a rose ceremony at the end the way I used to, so I can conclude, I at least need to see every rose being handed out like that is not the same way with the premiere where they cut out whichever girl i can't even remember her name now who like actually quit and they made it seem like they just they, she just disappeared like she I literally just disappeared out of thin air and nobody ever addressed it so weird and i don't I, I know they have to edit things but i feel like they choose things maybe it's to get us talking mm-hmm. to keep us on our toes but it never it always blows my mind what they decide needs its time and what doesn't yeah i mean like you said you know someone getting a rose is a, is a main factor. So the fact that you're going to spend, you know, 99.9% of the time on the Sinead drama. And, you know, that's something that I remember vividly from Matt James's season. We got to the final three and I felt like I had no idea who these women were. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know who I want to win. I don't know who I want to be the next bachelorette because I know nothing about these girls because it was all about, Queen Victoria. And I was very vocal about how, like, you know, in my opinion on that season, you're like, you got to get back to the basics. Like Mm. we want to see love stories. We didn't even see any of it. And it's like, still it's being overshadowed by the drama, which I get it. You do have to have it, but I would like maybe a little bit more of a balance. Yeah. I always struggle. I feel like just after recapping this show for the last couple of years here and then watching it forever, whatever I don't have is what I want. So like if yeah. it's all drama, I'm like, where's mm-hmm. the love story? And then if it's like Michelle's season where there was <laughs> yeah. a story, I'm like, I'm bored. Can yeah. someone like be obnoxious? <laughs> so I struggle with that too. And I just feel like with Clayton stuff, there is so much there, but they're showing us the weird stuff. Like I said, which is brings us into obviously 
Well, we'll, we'll talk, we can talk about um, CN first because she had the one-on-one date because again, they just kind of skipped over wrapping everything up and picked up there. Clayton's on the beach, you know, he's feeling high energy as he says. He, he, he just likes to throw these things out there. Um, <laughs> and I just thought this date was kind of funny because they showed them like on these roller coasters and they acted like they were on like King Ka, like doing these like wild adventures. It's like, you're on a boardwalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, the swing she was like, scary. <laughs> she was like, I've never had a guy shut down a boardwalk for me. I'm like, sis, it was uh, ABC. <laughs> it was ABC. And she's like totally gorgeous and Love seems her. to be a great girl. But it was just the whole date was weird. Like the the angles of them, even on the roller coasters. I was like, we we don't see so many things that happen on the show. But again, they're going to show us like this windy, bad audio <laughs> of them on the roller coaster. Like, did they make a deal with this peer that they had to showcase that the rides worked? It's like, in what world do we need to hear their conversations on the roller coaster when we don't hear most of the things these people say to each other. Right. And it's like, okay, you can't hear what they're saying to each other, but you better believe we will get every last kissing noise that is ever caught on camera. They're doing him dirty with that. I feel like the same way with Matt James and the open eyes where they zoomed in every time this is Clayton's version of that. And they are turning up the kissing noises. It's so bad. It's cringe. (laughs) Um, And then their conversation the night portion again she seems great like she's absolutely gorgeous and whatever but he everything he was saying to me just made zero sense like he he was looking at her and he was like you know you I'm trying to figure out that smile I'm trying to figure out those eyes like what what does that mean I think that he just is saying what he thinks he's supposed to say as the bachelor yeah and I feel like he does this too with you know, who he decides to give his roses to I mean specifically Shanae but even Cassidy Mm -hmm. like you cannot tell me that you liked Cassidy enough to give her that group date rose and then take it back. Like, I feel like he's very easily persuaded, we'll say, mm-hmm. by producers for him to do what they want. Yeah, I feel that. I think that he also wants to have these connections and he is like, because I one thing I do like about Clayton is that I feel like he really, he's excited to be The Bachelor, which yeah. is a nice quality. And he is like down to play and down to explore, which is probably why he thinks he's in love with rude people in the end, because he gets wrapped up in it. Yeah. But then it goes to that line of, are you saying things to say them? Right. And do they make any sense? But then, I mean, these girls do, they're doing the thing they're supposed to do. They're opening up. She told that, you know, very sad story about her cousin, her grandma. Again, she seems great. But like, I just, it, I'm not feeling it with these two. I, I, I didn't get much. But then with like Rachel last week, they said literally nothing of actual substance, but like could just couldn't stop staring at each other. So I was like, I guess yeah. Rachel wins. It's like, this was like an attempt to try to be, try to be, you know, have a real conversation and it didn't work for me. But then I'm like, all right, when they just like whispered, like, don't not like me tomorrow. I was like, all right, I guess they're going to be together. Engaged happily ever after. <laughs> um, again, I don't, I don't see her in as many of the promos. So I don't know how far she's going to go, but she seems like a lovely girl. I'm sure she'll have some sort of bachelor nation future if I had to predict. Definitely. I think she's going to be top five, top four, okay. but I don't think that she's one of the three that he, you know, falls in love with per se. I think so too. Um, then we're at the cocktail party before the rose ceremony and it's back to being the Shanae show. Jill is pissed. Jill has made me laugh this whole time. I'm like, she has a lot of opinions for a girl who has no time with Clayton and is never yeah. having time with Clayton. <laughs> um, he finds out about the trophy And everyone online was joking. Clayton was more upset about the trophy than anything else. These women have told him. And isn't it? He harped on it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just once where he was like, Oh, she threw the trophy. It was like, 
oh, you threw the trophy. And then two minutes later, but you threw the trophy. And then three minutes later, but did you throw the trophy? And it's like Clayton, she was literally making fun of somebody with ADHD and like you knew about it, but throwing the trophy is what's really going to set you over the edge. Right. Like he can't have a wife who has a bad temper when she loses like this football game. That means nothing. But if someone is actively also like the ADHD thing specifically was horrible. And well, I'm going to read Lindsay's post in a second that she said to make it clear that she told Clayton about it. But also for my opinion, it's just like you are getting told by so many different people that they dislike this one person. The majority usually rules like you hate yeah. to say it. And I know that could be quote unquote ganging up on someone. But when you're filming this show and every multiple people can't get along with one person, right. you got to be like there's a difference between being a girl's girl and just, and you know, not being able to, and being able to just get along with people. Like it's, it's just so clear. Yeah. But like when there's a common denominator in every single problem, then you know what the actual problem is. Exactly. What do you think though? I mean, we mentioned about Clayton maybe being easily persuaded, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is definitely true. And I think one of the reasons why he got the gig, because they, you know, he connected with production or whatever on Michelle's season, clearly, and not necessarily with America. But what do you think with the Shanae stuff specifically? Do you think, cause I know, and I, I not Rachel Lindsay's book again, she talked about how with Lee specifically, the two-on-one was what production wanted and she had to keep him for the two-on-one. And she was like devastated by that behind the scenes because she knew it was going to look bad on her. She knew it was going to offend her black contestants when it aired, like everything. She was just devastated, but she did it cause she had to, and she was crying. With Clayton, I can't decide if he is being persuaded, but also like, I think he is at some, to some degree, but I also think he kind of just likes making out with Shanae. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, every conversation that they have, they end up getting like, you know, not just, not just like kissing, not like physical, but they're like, they have sexual chemistry mm-hmm. and you cannot deny it. I mean, even what was it last week when they're like, oh, this bar is sturdy. Like, yeah. what the hell is that? Like, her dress was on inside out, but not because he took it off. It was just like another way to like, I feel like imply that like things were getting steamy on that gossip girl type scene. Bar <laughs> yeah, scene. exactly. So I think that definitely plays a factor in it. His sexual attraction to her. Yeah. And she, I mean, she, she is a way of manipulating him herself, which we yeah. see in this, this was another weird editing choice to me because you see Clayton quote unquote confront her, kind of tell her she has to apologize. Then we cut to her with her fake apology, which one, did you believe at all that she, because for a second, for a split second, I didn't think she was like sincerely apologetic, but I did buy that Shanae was like nervous and that this was going to be like, like Clayton finally figured it out and she was about to like, you know, actually get her day. And that the apology to the women wasn't like actually that she's sorry, but that she felt like she was trapped and kind of guilty. Like I didn't think it was, quite as diabolical as I just read up this whole thing. And I'm Meryl Streep. Like I fell for it, like for a little second. Did you? At all? Oh, I did too. 100%. But I'm also very naive when it comes to that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like if someone's crying, I'm crying with you, girl. Like, oh. I believe you. I'm sorry. But that's just that I'm like very empathetic towards people. So when I see her, you know, tr- tears are streaming down her face. And then in the very next confessional, she's like, what a great actor I am. And I'm like, how does somebody have that inside of them? It's, it's pretty crazy. And she compared herself to Meryl Streep, which was just funny because of how Greg, you know, right. Katie season brought up how everyone thought he was an actor. Cause he went to acting school and he was like, I'm not Meryl Streep or whatever. It's like a, it's, she just, she, clearly she had a plan coming into this. 
But what I do, I, I can't decide if I hated about her or almost respected about her that she's owning it in these confessionals and these ITMs, because I can't imagine her blaming production on this one. Like this stuff is all coming out of her mouth. And how do you make up that she scripted an apology? Yeah. And I think she's just really leaning into the fact, you know, she knows by now she is the villain. And it's like a lot of these people, I mean, everybody goes on the show to be famous, like Mm -hmm. here for the wrong reasons, whatever, like everyone goes primarily to have their 15 minutes and then secondarily, oh, well, maybe I'll end up falling in love. It's like a bonus. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like she knows at this point, she knows what the assignment is specifically for her. And that is to be the villain. And she's just She's owning it. <laughs> I just wish in some way Shanae could win. Like, because <laughs> I would love to have to like have them then her have to like explain like Clayton watch this and like him them being engaged right now and like watching her in these confessionals be like, I played him. He's an idiot. He believed me. These girls <laughs> believed me. Like imagine that's the problem with the villain stuff is like they always get their due when they get sent home and there's no really like quote unquote repercussions, not saying she needs to, you know, like go to jail or anything crazy. But like, I feel like if the Courtney Robertson was the only one who quote unquote, like won and they had right. to kind of like answer for it, but she almost as looking back had like almost more of an endearing quality about her. Maybe I'm just like remembering it, glamorizing it in my head. Cause some of these women have been so painful. Um, but I just, I feel like it's Clayton watching this has got to be feeling so stupid. Oh, for sure. I mean, even that public apology, you know, that he sent out to Elizabeth that I know we'll get into. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I feel like he really cares a lot about what other people think of him. And I understand that to a certain degree, but at the same time, especially in bachelor nation, you are not going to make everybody happy. And I feel like he's really struggling with that aspect of being the lead. I think so too. I think in real time while he's watching it. And I think while it's playing out because he maybe is even battling with self. Like I like Shanae when I'm with her, we make out, it's fun. I'm probably not going to pick her, but like, if I have to keep someone around to keep, you know, Megan out with on the side, I want it to be her, yeah. but everyone hates her. And then producers are telling me to keep her. So why wouldn't I just do it to make people happy? But then he didn't have the foresight to be like, I'm going to look like a chump. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this was what Lindsay, who was one of the girls who was sent home, I say she looks like Jamie Lynn Spears. Um, she does. Oh my God. I call she her does. bootleg JL, which isn't very nice. And she's actually very pretty. And I'm sorry, Lindsay, but like when I write it down, it's just all I can think of. She looks just <gasps> like her. Um, but she posted a TikTok. She's not going out quietly. This is what you mentioned about Bachelor Nation changing for in social media for so many reasons. But my favorite part of it is that like ABC doesn't monitor their stuff the way they kind of, there's like their contract. I don't think is very clear. Like you have someone like a Cassidy who's obviously gotten in trouble for like, I'm sure, I don't know for a fact, gotten, I likely got in trouble for spoiling her ending. But right. when you wait, like, I know like they release stuff on Twitter. That was why people came sorry for Rachel last year when she didn't say anything right away. Cause it was yeah. like, they're allowed to post other alums said that, like, I don't know if they update the contract rules, but clearly they have some sort of a- allowance to be able to go on Instagram and say what they want which is fascinating. Cause like with press stuff, people don't get it. Like you can't just DM these girls and have them talk to you. Like that's, they, they can't do that for right. o- over a year after they're yeah. on the show. I know. And this, this was uh, some pretty hot, hot tea. Yes. She said, so tonight on the bachelor, I was sent home, but there's one thing I wanted to address before I give my final goodbye. And that is this. I love how she like preferences. <laughs> Clayton's apology to Elizabeth that he posted on his Instagram stories a couple weeks ago, as you can see, which was behind her on the TikTok. If you, you know, didn't watch it. He said that he would have 
that if he would have known what was going on, he would have sent Shanae home immediately. However, let me take you back to this night. After the Baywatch date, Clayton chose to spend our time asking me about the drama in the house and why Shanae felt so bullied in the mansion. And I explained to him word for word that I would never want anyone to feel bullied. However, when someone is mocking and making fun of someone's mental disabilities, that's crossing the line. And I don't want to surround myself with people like that. So I'm not going to go out of my way to be her best friend. At the end of the day, everything happens for a reason and no hard feelings. However, you knew and you kept her. So according to Lindsay, which I don't know why she would lie about this, Clayton was very, very well aware of the comments about ADHD being thrown around and whether producers made him or whatever, kept Elizabeth. And he now has his tail between his legs because in his apology, he said, quote unquote, if I knew I would have sent her home, which that was a statement he maybe shouldn't have said as such a like absolute. Yeah. What was your reaction when you saw this? Yeah, I, I try to always look at things, you know, from both sides, but I definitely do have an opinion, but on one hand, I'm like, you know, if you believe every little detail that every girl comes up to you and says, it's all hearsay. So for him very, you know, early ish on in his journey to send somebody home that he maybe sees a connection with because of, you know, chemistry. Yeah. Your side of the story. And then there's her side of the story and, and whatever, maybe it was just too premature for him to make that like cut and dry decision. But on the other hand, I know I also like to put myself in the situation. If somebody came up to me and said, you know, this person is mocking, you know, her mental disability with ADHD, like I would have been like, bye, you know, like no tolerance for it at all. So Ah, I mean, that's what I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same way. And I think that was good. That was good for you to point out too, that like, you can't believe everything you hear. I think what's also frustrating as viewers is from what we saw, at least we didn't see, we saw Clayton try to have that conversation between Elizabeth and Shanae last week. And it clearly obviously went off the rails very quickly. And he just kind of stood there staring into the, into darkness, (laughs) regretting his life choices up till this moment. Um, But he should have said, you know, I heard you specifically poked fun at her for having ADHD or what am I hearing about this? Like from what we saw, at least he never addressed her about it. He, and he let these women kind of talk over each other and not get anywhere. And if you're going to get involved in the drama and like kind of try to direct it, you got to at least ask both sides and do a decent job. What Clayton's doing wrong is he's like putting them in the room and then not actually like being the being the mediator and not saying he would be perfect at it, but like he did from what we saw. And what I remember, he didn't even try to like have Elizabeth's side at all. He kind of just was like, are you bullying Shanae? And then Elizabeth backed herself into a corner trying to go tit for tat with her, which I don't blame her. It must be frustrating, but that was never going to work either. Shanae was going to school you with the, if we're going to play, like go shot for shot. Right. Oh God. I just can't wait for her to be off our TV. (laughs) I know. I know. But we did see, I noted that Sarah got the first rose at the rose ceremony. Cause I, based on the numbers and like facts that like bachelor data and game of roses and all of them put together, that's apparent. That's important. The the name calling. So Sarah is probably going to make it pretty far. And, um, Sierra, everyone was talking about her lovely exit with the choose a, choose a girl for the man you hope to become, not who you are now. Don't be stupid. What did you think of that? I mean, yeah, that definitely was a moment. I feel like that moment alone might've got her a spot on the beach. I think so too. And I'm here for it. I I love her. I like her too. I I struggled with her a little bit last week. I was like, she's getting a little too much enjoyment over like being the leader of like taking down Shanae. But then I was like, this must be so frustrating. And it's kind of like a big brother situation where you're in this world and there's nothing else to think about. Right. Um, So yeah, I want to see her and her body glitter 
on the beach. <laughs> I think she's beautiful too. And I think that was a great thing. And the other thing about Clayton though, is he's drawing these lines in the sand by keeping to send home people like Elizabeth, like Sierra and keeping Shay. It's mm-hmm. a double whammy. If he was wiping his hands of all of it, you look so much better, which is what yeah. people like a Michelle did so well. She was just kind of cutting out the fat or whatever. Um, and with, for him to draw the line in the sand to keep one multiple weeks in a row, it, it's not a good look. I think that he's just, he's just playing along. I yeah. think he knows that, you know, she's the villain. I think he knows producers want to keep her around and he's such a people pleaser that he's, he's just going along with it. That's my, I, I, I want to know so badly if he actually knew, like, I really kind of just feel like he likes making out with her, but what do I know? I'm sure <laughs> they were involved. I'm sure obviously they're involved in most of these decisions. Um, and she is the story as of right now, which we see on that group date um, when all the girls are talking about, you know, one of the roasts is, you know, this is Shanae's season of The Bachelor. And I thought that was a great one because both Jesse Palmer and Clayton's faces were like, oh shit. Like these yeah. girls like are kind of like some of them are definitely over Clayton already, which cracks me up. Same thing happened on Colton season. You could tell like halfway through they weren't there for him anymore. Like they just right. didn't care. <laughs> Um, but to go in order, I guess we can talk about Gabby first real quick. She seems to be a pretty big crowd pleaser, mm-hmm. Gabby. Um, what are your thoughts on her so far on her, her journey in this one-on-one date where they played hockey and they just like did Canadian things. They didn't go to Degrassi, which is what I would have done. <laughs> no one asked me. I do really enjoy Gabby. I feel like she is, you know, bachelor nation to a T, right? I mean, we know even with her past relationships with, Blake and Dean or black, whatever you want to call the thing with Blake was, I don't know. Right. Um, I think I accidentally but, made that narrative. I kept writing up that they dated and then Blake was like, <laughs> I never said that. And I was like, all right, relax. Okay. It's just for Sorry. The word dated, but it, they, I mean, they were linked, whatever. Right, Long right. Time with they made out a couple times. Made out with Blake. They have a history. It's, it's good. It's good. You know, they, she, she was linked to both of them, which is interesting to note. Yes, absolutely. So I, I enjoyed her one-on-one date because, you know, I also am very like goofy, bubbly, but I, I wanted to see the more serious side of her too, because it's like, okay, is she just there to be funny and, and have a good time? Or, you know, is she, I don't want to use the word like emotionally mature enough because not saying that she wasn't, but I just didn't see like that depth to her yet until she opened up about her mother, which I found very touching. Um, you know, nine times out of 10 during the one-on-one dates, especially during the dinner portion, I tend to like doze off or scroll on my phone, but I was it's very like cute sob story, like not to not be sympathetic to you, but like, I've heard it all before. Yeah. Yeah. But I was actually very, you know, intrigued by hers. Um, I have seen a lot of people online be team Gabby for the bachelorette. I don't love it. I don't either. I feel like the bad girl because I think she's gorgeous. She's clearly, she's goofy. Again, I agree with you. That story about her mom was compelling and, you know, hard probably to talk about on TV, knowing her mom who she's not really close anymore could see it. Right. Um, I think that that's also some deep stuff to be like, if my mom can stop loving me, can other people like, oof, yeah, that's like a shot to the heart. But then she makes these comments. Like, I feel like I'm in the notebook when her and Clayton are playing hockey. And I'm like, yeah, "Eh, I (laughs) I don't know if I need Gab too much of Gabby in my life. Like there's something about like, there's like a disconnect from like the way she, what comes out of her mouth. I'm like, what is she saying? Yes. And I think that that's good for paradise, Mm -hmm. but it's not good for the lead of the franchise, but people love her. And so I don't know. I think we might, I think we might be in for it. 
Maybe she'll change our minds. Maybe, maybe. The other thing, I mean, I guess to just wrap her up to jump to the end of the episode with that promo, they're trying to imply, which I don't believe it's what really happens, which one, I will say, I this I assume this is what when Jesse Palmer, you know, you talked about this on TikTok, told me that like the craziest thing isn't even in the trailer. Yeah. I would assume that this trailer, or the initial one, this trailer where Clayton's like going off like you fucked it up for me. Yes. That I would assume that whoever he's talking to is whatever is the craziest thing, right? Like I can't yes. imagine something else. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's Gabby, right? Like that did that seems like some choppy ass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, they're they they've gotten really, really good at throwing us, you know, off the trail. So I feel like Gabby, she's such a fan favorite right now that they're smart. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing, but I don't think that it's her. But I don't know who it I really don't know who that he would be talking to. I don't know why. I feel like it might be Sarah. Okay. But I, I don't know why. Maybe because she's 23. I don't know. I think it must be whoever it is. My guess is because this is also interesting. I try not to be spoiled, but even if I wanted to be, from what I understand, they're not out right now. And I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, I usually wait a little longer to try to dig into it, like for us weekly confirmation purposes, not that we spoil the show here or on the site, but like I, as of right now, I don't know who wins or even really solidified who's in the finals. But from my understanding for what I'm kind of gathering is I assume what he's going off about is whoever told the other two that they were intimate or the third person or like, or the third person, whoever, like whichever person, like, I feel like he sleeps with one of them and she tells the other one or like something because he's really upset and he's like, I never would have expected this from you. And it was like, like, I don't know what else this person, unless it's like a producer, which would be wild, what this person would do that like blows up his spot so badly. And we know for a fact that he has to like confront the women and say, yes, I I was in love with three of you. I did sleep with two of you. And why would he openly admit that when no bachelor has ever done that before, if he wasn't caught? Right. That's a good, I mean, I did not even put the pieces of the puzzle together, but that definitely tracks out really inspector gadget over here. Sarah, <laughs> Matthew Broderick, who, um, no, yeah, for sure. I think that it's, it's, I do have confidence though, based on that promo that it's going to be good. And I think Rachel's the one who's hysterically crying. Mm-hmm. She, to me is the clear front runner. Yeah. Um, I think Sarah is definitely in the mix there. She could be the one maybe he's talking to. It almost looks like Gabby's hair who's standing next to Rachel at the final row ceremony, just guessing. Um, and then maybe, maybe, um, CN or whoever could be the last. Yeah. I think Susie, maybe Oh, Susie doc. You're forgetting about Susie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's serene. Susie, Gabby, and Rachel. No, it's okay. Yes. I agree. I think Susie is definitely, I think Susie could also do a, a run for trying to get a bachelor thing. I think it maybe it would get a lot of backlash of like, this is just Hannah Brown again, but that's what everyone did for Clayton for Colton. It didn't stop them. I, I'm a Susie fan. I I feel like like she's very sweet. She kind of reminds me of Jojo. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because they both always have their hair curled (laughs) in the same way. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Jojo's hair straight in 10 years, but (laughs) I don't know. That's just, that's, that's what I pick up on. (laughs) A hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, the group date was the roast, which I do always like when they do like a roast kind of thing, because it was good. An open invitation to create drama in a way that's like in a challenge, like versus like, let's play football. Like the physical stuff to me is always, it's one, it's so played out. Like we've seen it a thousand times and two, right. like, 
I, if I just know if I was on the show, like I would freak out if they like tried to make me play tackle football. Yes. I would cry. <laughs> I would cry. Like, I would leave or like do an obstacle course where like some bitch is going to push me yeah. and Hillary Duff is going to be there. Like I would be like, I would be Cassidy. I'd be wanting to talk to Hillary Duff too. Um, but this, I did love, but what the biggest, I think takeaway was this feud between Sarah and Mara that we've seen nothing of until now. And that's like another thing to your point about they pick and choose what they want us to see. And so it feels so abrupt to, to have, you know, other conflicts besides conflicts with Shanae. Yeah. I think that those two feuding about age and the fact that I'm pretty sure Mara is like what 32, like yes. pretty sad that, you know, that's the stereotype and issue that the show has been, you know, making worse for a long time with age yeah. shaming. Um, but I just, yeah, I couldn't tell to me, it felt like not so lighthearted. Like I felt like there was some deep, deep wounds between the two of them that they do not get along. And they use this as a way to try to keep it light and fun. Yeah. really don't like each other, but Sarah clearly has some sort of, she Clayton, she Clayton likes Sarah for sure. Like she was yeah. one of the ones who got the one-on-one time. Um, so I don't know if that's why they're not showing it, but they kept that in, but I, I need to know everything. Well, I think that Mara is the oldest and I think that Sarah is the youngest. If I, I, I don't know for sure, but I know it could be close. So I feel like, you know, they might just be in two completely different places in life and they, they maybe just don't gel. And I feel like, especially in a roast situation where some of these, I mean, none of these girls are comedians, let's face it. It's, that's an easy out, you know, to like make fun of the cougar or make fun of the baby. That's just like an easy thing for people to go to. I agree, but I, something about it felt a little mean spirited to me. Oh, I was for like, sure. I it was still mean. Yeah. <laughs> and I also was like, I, the only other thing I wrote down about the roast was what was the thing that the guy said to Jesse Palmer that they bleeped out? I was trying to figure that out too. And everyone had such a big reaction to it. Yeah. I was like, what? I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. He said, quote, you didn't find love on the bachelor, but you did find it on bleep. Like, what would that be? I have no idea. Where did he meet his wife? I don't know. I don't know either. Weird. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, and then of course the last like three minutes are the two on one that was supposed to be the whole episode. Um, <laughs> and I mean, freaking Shanae admits that she scripted everything she was going to say. And I, I, maybe I'm just like, it's so hard to keep these seasons all straight, but like, I can't remember the last time a quote unquote villain or contestant, or whoever was just so openly yeah. playing the lead and everyone around them. I, yeah, I can't either. I feel like crystal, uh, coach crystal, you um, know, was pretty, I don't, was she manipulative? Crystal. I can't remember, you know, just, just how she could flip a switch, you know, yeah. go from baby crystal to like mean girl crystal. But yeah. then, you know, she goes on paradise and she totally has her redemption storyline and she ended up being somebody I really enjoyed watching. So I don't know if we'll get that from Shanae. I don't know if there's like any chance for her to be redeemed. Although in your opinion, do you think Queen Victoria had a redemption story arc on paradise last year? I was actually so disappointed by her paradise stint. I guess I, I was one of those people who was like, I don't want to see her again. Like I'm over it, but then yeah. like if we're going to go to paradise and we're going to like try to play up the duchess or whatever stuff. Like, I don't think she, she didn't not get a redemption. Like it didn't make it worse. Yeah. I think it made her more normalized in society. Like it was fine. She can now go like to the, you know, the public that she stole the <laughs> yeah. makeup from and not get arrested or not get, like trolled anymore because yeah. it wasn't like they made her look worse, mm-hmm. but she didn't exactly win me over either. But then that also maybe showed me maybe she's not as crazy as it seems. Um, This girl, I think, is on another level. 
on another level. But I I think she's one of those people maybe too that lie so much that she starts to like believe it herself. Yeah, she's she's stuck in this game. Yeah. This women tell all if they do it right, which you never know. Sometimes they focus on the wrong topics for too long or (laughs) night one or somehow tries to steal the show. Yeah, we need to like watch bloopers for five minutes. Um, (laughs) If they do it right and they like go to the to like receipts and footage and like replay some of that stuff. She says like, I, I would just have a hard time seeing how she's going to play it. Like, I don't know if she's going to get emotional. Is she going to just be like, it's like double down and be like, it is a game. That's how I saw it. I, 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 I very interested to see how she plays it going forward. Well, and if she would get emotional at this point, would anybody believe it? I mean, exactly. after watching the last episode, I'm like, I, I can't, I, I cannot believe anything that she says. Like, no. And she's from Ohio, right? Yes. I, oh went my God. Ohio, I went to Ohio state. So oh, I, did you? I did. So I'm, I'm from New Jersey, but I went to Ohio state and this girl there's, I know like someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows her, but like not enough to get or not whatever, like nothing interesting. And she's, but she's from like a very, very small town in Ohio. Yeah, from what yeah, I understand. And, it's very small. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, because we always got a rep for our hometown peeps. And I'm like, <laughs> how do we go from Michael a, you know, who's from my area to Shanae. Have you met Michael A? <laughs> yes, I have on a couple of different occasions. And he is just as nice, if not nicer in real life than he was on the show. That's good to hear. I've yeah. only heard good things about him too. I know that people were really pulling for him and now everyone just ships him and Amanda Klutz, which would be quite the situation. <laughs> is she from Ohio too? Is that why they were yeah. there? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Ohio, man. You guys I know. are reading stars. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I feel like that's pretty much the episode. If you had any other random tidbits you wanted to throw out there or predictions for the rest of the season. Hmm. Well, I did have a conspiracy theory about one girl getting pregnant, which I feel like, <laughs> okay, listen. Out there. yeah. Okay. Because especially after I saw, you know, your conversation with Jesse and him saying, you know, it's something you've never seen before. It is definitely the most dramatic. I'm like, we've seen a fence jump. We've seen Barb hate Maddie. You know, we've seen it all. We've never seen anyone be pregnant. So I'm like, my conspiracy theory was, and I know this is so far-fetched. Okay. But just go with me. I'm going, you know, the final two, they find out that they were intimate, both of them with him. Right. And then they, they all leave single because they're all upset. And then four months later, you get the knock on the door. And it's like, you know, they're shooting from, from Clayton's house. And one of them comes in. She's like, I'm four months pregnant. And that's how the season is going to end, in my opinion. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest thing. I know it's happened. not going to happen, but I want it to. <laughs> I hope it's any sort of like delayed thing, because I do like finding out, which was so like a Peter season that was so messy at the end, because there were so many missing pieces of trying to be like, what did happen? Like when you when they still when they break up while the show is airing. Yeah, it causes so much more of like to figure out versus the two months later kind of standard, whatever, like that is just, that's always disappointing. But when it's like, it's still playing out and they throw the cameras on there, like that's yes. raw emotion also. Cause they're a little bit out of the bubble, but then they have to get back in the bubble and it's right. like, oh. <laughs> oh, that would be the dream, what dreams so. are made of truly. Yes. And what a way for a child to be born in this <laughs> world. People like us just taking all this joy and the drama of their conception. Oh my gosh. You know, it is what it is. Well, where can everybody <laughs> listen to your show and follow you and all that fun stuff? So uh, the podcast is on Spotify and Apple podcasts. You can just search Morgan's pop talks. And then on TikTok and Instagram, it's Morgan P talks 
T-A-L-K-S. Very easy. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Again, I'm sure you guys, if you don't already see her on your For You page or your Instagram, whatever they call it on that, um, you (laughs) will see her now because you're listening to this. But either way, thank you so much. This was so fun and have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.